Bismillah walhamdulillah wa salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man walah. Imam al-Nawawi's Riyadu al-Saliheen is an immensely blessed hadith collection that has been cherished by Muslims for over seven centuries. In this series, Sheikh Yahya Rodas gives brief commentary on each of the hadiths in this collection, helping us to follow the sunnah of our beloved messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So 
this is the context, it's important for us to know that because this is the context of the person speaking to say no more like this. So he comes to visit his nephew, Ibn Akhihi, literally the son of his brother. And his name is Al-Hur Ibn Qais. As for Al-Hur, he's someone who is very close to Sayyidina Omar. He was a someone very knowledgeable in the Qur'an. And so we learn here, He was from those, and this word nafar could just refer to people, or it could refer to a specific amount of people, i.e. under 10. He was from those people that yudnihim, Sayyidina Omar would bring him close. And why, we learn, he was from the Qur'an, those who were, were very knowledgeable of the Qur'an. So whereas normally the Qur'an is the Qur'an, someone who reads. But for the companions, it, was, it meant that if you knew the Qur'an well, that you knew the meanings well, not that you just memorized it. And this is why when you see the debate in fiqh, who is, has more right to lead the prayer, someone who's aqra or afqa? Who's a better reciter, translated as such in this sense, or someone who knows the rulings of the prayer more. When it comes to the companions, that there's no debate because the aqra was the afqa. If someone knew the Quran more, it meant that they had that more knowledge of that Islam, the more knowledge of the Book of Allah, and that fit in this deen. And uh, they mention that Sayyidina Umar Khattab that took seven years to learn Surah Al-Baqarah. And that includes not only the memorization of it, but putting into practice, understanding its meanings. So it also teaches us that you want to have people close to you that are knowledgeable of this deen. And of course, Sayyidina Umar, he was the Amir al-Mu'mineen. He was in charge of the believers. The Amir is the commander of the faithful, Amir al-Mu'mineen. But also just in our lives, we want to have people that are close to us who have knowledge because they can guide us, they can give us direction, and they can remind us. So that he was from the Ashab Majlisi Umar. Majlisi translates here as assembly, but those who would be in his company regularly, sit with him, that would be close to him, that he would be with a lot. And um, that it's very common when Ever it is that you are dealing with a particular issue, that it's very important to get different perspectives from different people. But in this sense, it's not a democracy. It's not just, oh, I think this, I think that. No, someone's opinion has to be based upon knowledge. And knowledge and experience. When you combine knowledge of the sacred law, knowledge of life, along with experience, these are the best type of people to receive opinions from. And they mentioned the commentary so that they could alert him, notify him that if he forgot something, if he wasn't aware of something. And so this is really, really important that we have advisors. And if that's the case, we'll say no one will help out. Then what about our own selves when we are so deficient in knowledge? So this is a very important trait. But then we also learn this other uh, benefit here. What is the description of these people? Kuhulan kana o shubanan about age, it's not about age. So whether they were older or whether they were younger. In other words, if they had knowledge, say no would bring them close. Because even if someone's only 15, Imam, Imam Shafi'i by the age of 15 was giving fatwa. Uh, even if someone was very young, sometimes people are granted wisdom 
because of the knowledge of, that they have. And then they go into a description and a detailed uh, discussion of um, what are the ages of Shabbat and what are the ages of Kohula. And uh, there's difference of opinion, but generally speaking, from the onset of puberty, so when someone becomes of age and they become legally responsible, this is when they become a Shab or a Shabba, a young man or woman. And that extends up to age 33. And some of them say up to 35. And then so from 33 all the way until that 50, uh, that is the Sennad Kohula. So that Kohula, when you become you know, mature and older, it's once you hit 33 all the way until 50. And then after that is what you, what you call Shuyucha, where someone is linguistically a sheikh, as the poet said, Za'amatni sheikhin, walastu bi sheikhin, innama sheikhu man yudubbu dabiba. She claimed that I was a sheikh. She said, that I said I'm not a sheikh. The sheikh is the one who limps a little bit when he walks. So 50 and above is sheikh, and then you reach a certain point where you reach the age of decrepitude. Um, so it didn't matter the age, what was important was the knowledge that they have. So this Aryana, that who's the uncle of the Edhor, that he says that you have a wedge, that you have a close relationship with Sayyidina Amar. Can you basically seek his permissions for me to come see him? So he did so, and then he goes to see him, but Ya Latif, what does he say? He ibn al-Khattab, that you don't give us a lot of stipends, you don't, uh, that give us what it is that we deserve in terms of wealth and gifts and so forth, and you don't rule justly. This is bad adab. And so Sayyidina Umar got angry until that he, it came, it crossed his mind to punish this individual. But then Al-Hur, so the nephew, you can imagine the situation, this king, and his uncle comes in and says this front of Amir al-Mu'mineen. But then the nephew was wise. And you can see now why Sayyidina Umar brought him close. As he said, yeah, Amir al-Mu'mineen, the old commander of the faithful, look, addressing him with respect. Inna Allah ta'ala qala ni nabihi, that Allah ta'ala said to his prophet, and look at the choice of words. And it's by extension his whole ummah. But he says he said to his prophet. In other words, is that if he said this to the prophet, so I said the prophet is the best exemplar. So we should then also follow suit. Look at the choice of words. Then he quoted the verse in Surah Al-A'raf. Be gracious. Be tolerant. Or you could say, take to pardon. This is how we should be. Just be gracious. Overlook things. Be tolerant with people. And um, that enjoin what is right. Turn away from the ignorant. Don't respond to their ignorance. And uh, it's narrated that when this verse was revealed that the Prophet asked Sayyidina Jibreel about this verse. And then he said, I don't know. I'm going to ask about it. Then he came back and he says, Inna rabbaka yamuraka. That your Lord commands you. What are the three things that He commands you with? And tasal man qata'ak. People that sever ties with you is that you remain connected to them. Wal-tu'ti man haramak is that people withhold from you, you give to them. Wal-ta'fu amman zalamak. And that you pardon those who 
oppress you, transgress the limits against you. And it's for this reason that Sayyidina Muhammad Ja'far al-Sadiq said, لَيْسِ فِي الْقُرَانَ There is no verse in the Qur'an that comprehensively points to good character and noble character. Then there's no verse better than this verse that is more comprehensive and pointing to good character. And so then when the Jahirin said, and this is from those who are ignorant, and then look at how Omar was impacted by the advice of this individual. He didn't look at him and says, you're young, who are you to advise me? I'm a middle mu'mineen. These are people that have adab. These are people that, they're human beings. He got angry. But they're people who have the ability to control themselves. And I remember one of our teachers pointing out the difference between Sayyidina Abu Bakr and Sayyidina Omar. That Sayyidina Umar, Sayyidina Abu Bakr, because he was so close to the Prophet even before the Prophet became a Prophet, is that it was very easy for him to transition into Islam. Where Sayyidina Umar was someone who that had a past. But he did very that serious mujahad and spiritual struggle to overcome himself. And as a result that he was gifted with being from those that were mulhameen, that, that indeed in my Umar, those who were inspired and that indeed that Omar is from them. And so that we know the muwaqaf of Omar, how many times did it happen? There's entire books about this where he had a particular position and then it corresponded to uh, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted. And so this was a fruit of his spiritual struggle. And the point here is, is that this is how you and I have to be. And it says, then it says, Wallahi ma jawaza Umar hina talaha. And he translates that here as, is that he did not proceed any further. And uh, meaning that, ma, that he didn't um, do anything that was beyond what the verse was that restricting him to do. In other words, that he pardoned the individual and he that commanded to what was right and turned away from the ignorant. And then what was his description? And that's very difficult to translate in one word. is to stop, to halt. But here it means that he would pause, reflect deeply on the verse and make sure that he acted in accordance with it. So cannot waqaf and under kitabillah, when he would hear a verse, he would pause, reflect deeply upon its meaning and make sure that he put it into practice. May Allah Tabarakallah give us tawfiq, bless us to benefit from these blessed hadith and bring them into our lives. So sallallahu alayhi Thank you for listening to one of Al Maqasid's online educational offerings. Our mission at Al-Maqasid is to cultivate holistic learning environments rooted in knowledge, devotion, and service by providing full-time, part-time, online, and community programs. For more information, please visit our website at almaqasid.org and connect with our other online content at almaqasid.org backslash connect.